And even the aliens in the original Men in Black weren't dangerous. The ones that were gonna destroy the Earth. It was the, the cockroach one. Okay. Okay. Maybe I don't want to live in the Men in Black universe. <laughs> All right. See? <laughs> there we go. There we go. Kyle's like, I'm glad we're on the same yeah. page. <laughs> I was waiting for you to get there. there. I knew you would. <laughs> There we go. Never mind. More. If, if, if there's a cockroach planet, I'm good. <laughs> you would just, uh, just eject me into space. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, bro. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to the Super Agile Bros. You already know what it is. It's your boy, Bradston, and the game has just begun i want to introduce my brothers in crime first the brother kyle kyle how are you doing sir the game has started where we dropping boys the hottest the hottest mobile game ever apex legends <laughs> <laughs> not available on ios devices <laughs> not available not available and of course introducing the boy himself steve what's happening brother steve hello brad I'm doing quite well, thank you. Oh, he's so like he's like a country alien, <laughs> like, <laughs> trying like, to fit in. I am I'm just doing. I'm just what's raking, up, y'all? raking my yard, just raking the leaves. <laughs> I Normal sure, human behavior. Normal, you know, spring behavior. I sure do love Earth women, <laughs> bro. <laughs> how about? Let you? me tell you how much I love Earth women. Mm. They have the correct amount of legs. <laughs> <laughs> I like how their legs connect to their midsection. <laughs> or don't. You know, everyone's different. Everyone's different. What, what is it? Uh, body positivity? <laughs> don't shame the, the arm leg ladies. Mm, I try not to do that. So, um, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to another episode. I mean, today's going to be a good one. It's going to be a lot of imagina- imagination. Wait, 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 wait. Before I start, Steve said he had something... He wanted to say <laughs> on the podcast before oh, we yeah. started. Speaking of loving women, we were talking about simping. Because um, we we simping? Ta- <laughs> <laughs> because when Brad got on, he was a little, little, you know, a little late, teeny bit late. He was after us, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, sorry, I was trying to be a good husband." And so that got us on this topic of simping, and we were talking like, you know, is it simping if it's your wife, and. I realized the I was thinking like who is in fiction the greatest simp, and so I wanted to ask you guys what you thought. I have my idea, but quick aside to from the topic at hand, who's the greatest simp in fiction? Wait, so are you asking us because you already have an answer that you want to talk about? Yes, just tell us who you think it is. SpongeBob SquarePants. (laughs) SpongeBob's not. Who's he simp for? Everyone. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Inuyasha. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I just I mean, literally just threw out. Somebody. Don't the girls? Don't the girls simp for him? Yes, in real life, not in the show. No, I thought he was a ladies' man in the well, show. Act- yeah. mm, mm, no, Kagome. No, no. Uh, what's his name? His brother. Um, Shishomaru. Shishomaru. He's definitely a ladies' man. Oh yeah, that's true. He was a man's man. You know, he's aloof. 
just like the, the ladies the ladies love it when you're aloof aloof and <laughs> distant and he had that soft voice like now it is time for me to get you inuyasha you know and mm-hmm. like oh ah <laughs> get me no Fool so the greatest simp in fiction is absolutely gomez adams who gomez adams from the adams family oh deep pool yeah. yeah dude wow yeah this man be kissing up and down her arms talking about how she's his light and his darkness like <laughs> the most overly romantic like completely focused on her so, so attitude so let me ask you this is somebody a simp if the person responds to their love like or can you be oh. a simp if it's like only one way oh snap uh, i'm assuming I... so right I mean, I feel like the derogatory, the idea behind the derogatory term is that it's a one-way relationship. Like, you're pathetic Mm -hmm. because she'll never love you. Right. But I've also heard it just referred to anyone who's, like, whipped, quote-unquote, whipped by his significant other. Just anyone who who respects. Yeah, anyone who respects his woman or any (laughs) woman. I feel like that's only coming from single people. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) The opposite of simps. Yes. (laughs) i feel like i'm okay with the definition that you're a person who is it's basically unrequited love right you're kind of a stalker without the intention of truly stalking you know like oh i love this person they're so incredible i'll do anything for them i'll defend them but they're they're a stalker at heart and they're like who are you you know that seems like simping to me now i don't think gomez adams is a simp because she loves him just as much you're right by that definition you're right. He's not. He's, he's whipped not for quite sure. So he's definitely like whipped. As, as any good husband should be, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of described like a what a secret admirer kind of is. They stalk, but secretively. I almost said Pepe Le Pew, but he's more of a. Oh no, he's a womanizer. He's in the. I'm not gonna say what he is, but he's. He's his his advances are purely unwelcome. He's a Me Too generator. <laughs> yes. Hashtag Pepe Le Pew Oof. 2. What about Brock from Pokemon? Oh, he's a simp. Yeah, yeah, simp. yeah. 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 He's, I think he's one of the probably the greatest simps of all time. Yeah, he's I would have taken that. That's fair. That's fair. There, there's somebody who's on my mind, but I cannot like think of who they are. But if it comes back, you know, well, I don't know. Gomez Adams is a uh, I would say for a lot of <clears throat> married couples, that's uh, relationship goals. <laughs> At least, yeah, Gomez is my inspiration. Should aspire to be, mm-hmm. you know, smooth. Got a big mansion. Got money. You know, his girl fine. Got these delinquent children. <laughs> what is so? What is um? What is Johnny Bravo? He is Ooh. also. He's also a, a mutagen. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude. Go back and watch jo- Johnny Bravo. Honestly, I cannot believe some of that stuff made oh, bro, it on most TV, of it. bro. Like, <laughs> like it's it, legit unacceptable. I don't care who. <laughs> there is a scene in the show that legitimately, I was like, how did this get through? Like, how this is so, <laughs> like, I, and I guess as a kid, I didn't see it, no, notice it. But I'm like, sure, these are adults making this. Yeah. Adults <laughs> knew at the time. Oh man, that's yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
I think that's there's some there's some simple I'm thinking of right now. I can't <laughs> I can't get on my head. But you know, speaking of a magical back. <laughs> speaking of simps, you know, they're actually I don't know how I could segue simps into our topic. But um <laughs> But uh, we're we're doing something different today. You know, we're all about talking about games, movies, video games, and I said games, movies, video games, anime, whatever. But uh, recently, um, in our Discord, I, I don't know, was it one of you guys? Somebody shared a clip of the guys from that sketch comedy group, um, the the black dudes. Who yeah, do- what is it? Uh- RC World R- R- One or something? RDC World, RDC World. Yeah, yeah. And they were all. It was like a little skit, a funny skit where they're like, "Hey, like if you were to live in one anime, what would it be?" You know. Um, and I feel like this that idea inspired today's episode. I feel like this is going to be a multi part episode where we talk about different topics from time to time. But today we're going to talk about if we could live in one movie universe, what would that movie universe be? Why? Also, like what makes a movie universe somewhere you want to live and then also like what movie universes would you not want to live in like that's that you got we got to do that too you know what i'm saying if we can't leave that out of course so Mm -hmm. so before we get into the movie universes let's talk about what would make a movie universe worth living in in general so like you know just a few little pieces like oh this 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 and that so what would it for you guys what would make a movie universe uh, a place where you could thrive and be greater than you mm. are today? So mm-hmm. before we get into that, I have to ask, are we assuming that that the universe is like normal? Like it's our universe? Let me hold on. Let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. Cracks.com did a really funny video about the superpowers that every movie character has. And it was a basically poking fun at the way that we've kind of condensed movie like real life in a movie is kind of condensed to make the movie like run faster so things like oh when people finish a conversation they just hang up their phones or they all have like perfect recall when there's a flashback or this Mm -hmm. or that or the other you know so are we kind of going are we including those aspects of the movie universe or are we just kind of translating and back into the real world with like real world implications and continuity and so on i mean my thought behind it is that it's whatever the movie's universe is as it's displayed as we understand it not trying to like interpret it back into our world so if Mm. it's i don't know star trek it's whatever the star trek universe rules are right and we just use that you know um and sure we can parallel it to our world but just think about it as a it's totality not like the minutia but maybe the, something about the minutia you do like in why you'd want to be in the world so that's fair game too but i have another yeah kind of i guess question kind of tie into that you know these universes do have rules but not all of them apply to everyone yeah so like main characters are pretty much who fall into what steve described but background characters don't always have access to that stuff so in these worlds who are we so this is actually something I was going to bring up. Good question was I want us to think about it from both perspectives, being okay. the main character and also just being a person in that world. 
right? Got it. So, you know, Marvel vs. Superman, you might think of yourself as a Marvel superhero. I'm sorry, Marvel vs. Superman. <laughs> Bat- we'll just let that one slide. This Bat- is not a comic book podcast. You Batman vs. So Superman. You could be like, oh, I'm one of the, you know, superheroes. And then, then go, you know what? What if I was a person in the world? I, I'm like free realm, like range, how we want to handle it. Like, Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of open, but one thing I did want to say, and I and I shared this with you guys earlier, is that we're not limited limiting it to movies that are just movies, like only that they are fully movie only. Meaning, if it's a movie based on a video game, a movie based on a book, movie based on a graphic novel, a movie based on a blah 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 blah, those are fair games too. Fair game too, um, because it's a movie. But think of it from the movie aspect. Yeah, Dick. Got it. Sure. Well, I have one that well, I'm cheating. Well, Already well, I'm cheating. Well, before you say the world, what <laughs> aspects of a movie world would make you want to live in it? Like what? Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Um, cool technology that isn't like dystopian. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just naming things are we not oh <laughs> yes i was unclear talking. <laughs> are we not gonna continue talking well, no. well you started talking so we're like <laughs> i thought you were gonna make a list <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a list i just named one thing well, now you're, that's a very your good turn I agree. yeah so i'd like a um when i was making my list i was thinking of places that if i wasn't a main character that i wouldn't immediately die or i wouldn't always be in danger so some place that's relatively safe. Okay. I don't okay. know. I feel like for me, it differs. It's, it's to me, like movie logic is different, like you were saying, than our world logic. So, like, for example, one thing that seems some in some movies is like pretty heavy is death, right? In other movies, they're pretty flippant about it, right? Somebody could just die off screen and they just keep moving, you know? Um, so... To me, I want to be in a world where, like, there are stakes. Like, it's still dangerous to live. There's something, you know, that makes me want to live. And also a world where I don't have to ever use the bathroom or eat. You know, because that seems to be a thing that I love about movies. I always think to myself, when this person use the bathroom? (laughs) So we are using movie magic rules. Right. Yeah. So I'd like any world where, like, like, the random mundane things that, just don't i just hate thinking about don't liminal events liminal actions liminal action look at this man he's educated um yeah (laughs) so so i think that's a part of it but honestly i like more of the the overarching feel of that world you know like i want to live in a world because one thing i love about my current existence is mystery right you like things that i don't know about or Uh things that make me wonder so I want to live in a world with a lot of wonder and a lot of oh, like yeah. things that I can investigate and come to understand. Uh, so I think I think I said a lot of different stupid things, but those are some of the different stupid things. So, so Steve, you already had something. It sounds like what what's a movie universe or a movie? Let's hear it. Let's so hear it again, I'm cheating. This was a movie, and we could talk about the movie, but I wanted to invoke the name of early star trek like next generation deep space nine star trek mm-hmm. okay what what about so, it boy what about it so let's let's start um star trek thing. is for for science fiction 
uh star trek is a very optimistic universe like especially the federation but even other other i guess civilizations that they come across Mm -hmm. are basically utopian uh they've the federation has erased scarcity somehow it's not really explained how they do it or, or you know to what extent they've changed as a people but it's a very like only the people who are the main characters and are always in the forefront of of you know new experiences on the frontier are really in danger or dealing with like war there's also i mean there are wars with other civilizations but there's not like civil wars um and if you're not in a spaceship or like dealing with aliens or whatever then most people seem to leave especially on earth people seem to lead a pretty chill life but if you want adventure and mystery there's like you know inner space travel you can just go wherever you want yeah um the I mean the next generation the whole premise was this is a spaceship whose job it is to go around finding new things, and the captain uh, pa- Captain Picard was a wannabe archaeologist and he would just there'd be whole episodes that were like oh he's exploring ruins of like ancient alien civilizations and uncovering secrets and that's just super cool and kind of kind kind of charming. So let me ask you this: so these next generation these are movies. There are movies based in the next generation world. So that's that that was that's how I'm cheating. I'm I'm using the movies even though it was originally a TV show. Okay. Um the movies are a little more from what I recall, they're a little more uh there's more conflict, right? Because it's about oh, there's there's uh the Borg and whatever else is going on in the movie. So there is war and maybe I'd be less excited about being there, but in general, Star Trek is pretty cool. So, so I mean, I, so in Star Trek, I mean, for, I can only go based off the movies. I've seen the TV show when you were watching it. I never really watched it myself heavily. Like, I know the newer ones with the, uh, who's the actor? Chris Pine, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Like, Ugh. is that universe very different? Because to me, that universe seemed like normal universe. Like our, our our universe, but like in the future, you know. Like yeah, it's pretty normal. You know, it's pretty. They've they've changed the tone. That's why I said old Star Trek because it's like significant. I mean, and the new new Star Trek things that are coming out now, like the new Picard show, is even more dark and gritty than than the Chris Pine movies. So, so, so yeah, you, I'm not talking about that. So you really so you prefer the more universe because light hearted. You would just be able to live a utopian life essentially. Sure. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to just be able to explore space with. Yeah. But can anybody just explore space? It still seems like you have to be a part of like the Federation to be able to like even get on a ship. You know what I'm saying? Like be a part of NASA or the military. No, I mean, there's there's commercial there's commercial shipping and like, you know, you would have to be well off enough to either own a ship or just work on a ship. So for you, if you are a normal person, meaning a back character background character you probably would never go to space uh i mean if you just have a per capita like the chances of me being a person who went to space i guess are low because there's billions and billions of billions of people but 
I mean, a lot of the people in the movies or in the show are spacefaring people. Okay, so you know. Okay, so so it seems like there's really only two options, right? You can either be a normal person who likelihood would just be have a job, might have a job that's somewhat adjacent to space travel, but likely it's just going to be on Earth or whatever planet you live on, or I'd be a scientist, a scientist or something, or you are a main character. And you're out in the front line where all the dangerous stuff is happening, right? So would you prefer to be a background character, I guess? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably want to, I'd probably be torn if I was in that world. But even being a background character and not being in space would be good because life on Earth is good. Maybe not on the other planets, but at least on Earth, it's pretty good. And it seems like you'd likely be working i guess no matter what when you went into space because if people on on the ships doing these adventures i guess would technically be like military because yeah all the main characters it's not i mean it's basically military yeah it's it's the future military it's not like starship troopers where it's like overly militarized they're more like explorers peacemakers Mm -hmm. well yeah it's military and then otherwise like i've I've traveled for work and gone to like some really nice places, but I feel like whenever you travel for work, there's always a piece of it that isn't as enjoyable because yeah. you're not there for leisure for fun. Yeah. And that, and that's kind of what I was wondering. I was like, is there a leisure aspect to this uh, space frame like mm-hmm. culture? Well, or is it I think purely you know? something I forgot to mention is just the tone of the show is very like charming and witty. And so all of the friendships are like wholesome friendships and people are always like you know ribbing each other and having a good time and like getting over their insecurities and becoming better people and you know every episode is like character it's not just welcome to space it's like character building and community building and so there's just a good vibe in this universe unless you're killed horribly (laughs) <laughs> then you're having a bad time but it's like, a bad vibe i mean the f- the very first episode of deep space nine is about a guy who's who's been traumatized but his wife was killed in act like he's a he was the captain of the ship and she was killed basically on his watch like the ship was attacked um and then that whole first episode is basically him kind of coming to terms with his trauma and being able to deal with it and like talk to his son about it and stuff so it's like, yeah, bad things happen, but this kind of, you know, it's growth. It's a growth time. Okay. I can feel that. I'm about it. Yeah. Okay, I can feel that. So what about you, Kyle? <laughs> so since we've, I guess, talked through the stipulations, I've, I think I'm going to go with one of my secondary choices here. And so I'm actually going to pick like a, not a specific movie, but like a movie type. Um, and it's just because it's it's like in between for me. Uh, so like movies where there aren't any humans in them, but everything is still alive. So like Toy Zootopia. Story? No, oh. Zootopia or Shark Tale or Cars. You know, the first two are animals, of course, but like Cars, it's machines. But they're all alive. And so one reason why I put it like in the middle for me to live in this universe is because I don't know what I would be because there's some like really bad situations to be in 
in all of these worlds. Like, if you're a tiny animal in Zootopia, or if you live in the water, it seemed like, whenever you watch that movie. And these are all animated movies, too, so, you know, take that as you will. But, you know, there was like there was definitely a lower class or a lower place to live in, in, in each of these universes. And so, if I'm a side character, I don't know if it'd be as, as desirable. But if I'm a main character, it seems like everything's great. So... But how is, I mean, you said they're not human, but like, they're all basically people. They're still human. Yeah, they're anthropomorphized. Right. Anthropomorphized? I don't even know. Anthropomorphized. Yeah. But I'm saying like, whether you're a car or a human being, like, it's still all the normal people problems. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Zootopia especially, that's, that's literally just racism the movie like (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think that's i think it's hard because it's like zootopia you have a lot more diversity in the world right there's so many animals so many different Mm -hmm. types sizes you know the dmv run by sloth you know so i feel like there's some whimsicalness that you might get in the world that you won't get that you won't get in our world but at the same time it's hard because you always have to remember i have to live in this world right it's like, so I'm just a fox in this world, and people think that I'm shifty, you know, or I'm a bunny rabbit, and people think I'm weak and soft, you know. Um, but isn't that how it is now? Yeah, it's just people animal. Think you're sh- yeah. yeah. It's just on, it's just. So Kyle just wants to be an animal. That's really what he's saying. <laughs> Kyle's a fairy confirmed. Wait a minute. I put cars in there too. Synth that was supposed to confirmed. I mean, throw you guys <laughs> off of the Okay, so what about cars? What, what what makes cars? So you're going to be a. So are there humans in the cars universe? I, I don't. I don't. I've never seen cars, so I can't. I cannot answer this question. Oh, there wow. haven't. There hasn't been anything confirming humans. Um, when they do show like cars getting maintenance and stuff, it's from other cars. It, it's 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 very unclear because it seems like the world was built for humans, and that the cars that yeah. the things that the car like it it seems like it's our world just with no people, and the cars have kind of like mm-hmm. made it work. But it doesn't seem like the cars built it themselves because you know everything would be super different. I assume. <laughs> Car, yeah, cars almost yeah. feels like it's a uh, uh, what's that? What's that? Planet of the Apes type of situation? Yeah, yeah. Where like, <laughs> they, if they if they lived in their own world, they probably wouldn't like you said make these communities and these towns in this way. They'd probably live completely differently, you know. But like, some virus happened that killed all the humans, or they killed the humans. Ooh, you know, the cars just ran us over. Oh yeah, brought us. I want to see the cars <laughs> prequel. Yes. Ooh, somebody should do that. It should be starring called, Elon Musk. Should, <laughs> he's the he's, he's the co-producer. It should be called Vehicles. You know, <laughs> and it just Vehicular starts with like, homicide. Some guy like hiding in the bushes, like I am one of the last humans. <laughs> the and you hear bam, bam, off, off <laughs> No, Karen, no. <laughs> like we live a harsh life, <laughs> staying out of the headlights. Yeah, I mean. I that's feel a good like line. that's an interesting. So I'm assuming in the cars world, you'd be a car cow. I would hope to be a car. I mean, little forklift as a, character as opposed was to what? Cool. 
I mean, they had like boats and stuff, and then they, oh, they, they did planes. a planes spinoff. So there are there are other vehicles, and then they even show that like flies and stuff were also tiny cars. So so bugs. What? Yeah, so bugs aren't even bugs in the Cars universe. So there's no like animals. It's all just machines. Yeah. That reminds me of that episode of Rick and Morty when they're trying to find a new planet to live on. And they found one planet with uh, a sun that came up and was just screaming. And they immediately <laughs> leave because that's awful. Mm. And then they get to another planet and there's just corn everywhere. And they're like, oh, that's not so bad. And then they like they look at the flowers and the flowers are also made of corn. And like a bug flies past and it's just it's just corn like it's just on the cob everything's on the cob (laughs) and like rick is like starting to panic and he pulls a microscope out and like all the particles are just little little corn on the cob particles floating around and he's like get back get back in right now it's on the cob it's all on the cob (laughs) (laughs) freaking out (laughs) it sounds a lot like anyways yeah that's that's yeah i don't know that's to me it's interesting that you've chosen those two movies because like, to me, they still seem like, kind of like you're saying, Steve, they still seem like normal kind of universes, you know, pretty chill. Like, and what what would being a side character in that movie be like? I guess you just... You'd be upset. Well, let me, let me ask this question. As a side character, are you, like, obsessed with races? Because it seems like the whole story revolved around racing and cars. So, yeah, like, it, it, it is, seemed- car, is racing the, like, the, the foundation of society in this world? So in cars, it seemed like because they were cars, that racing was the combination of like movies and musicians and hmm. any type of celebrity. It seemed like the the pinnacle was being a race car. Wouldn't, wouldn't so that, that the same work? Be like being an athlete, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Because I don't hmm. remember there being those other things. So. So yeah, I think everyone is pretty obsessed with racing in some some capacity in the Cars universe. Man, so this makes me think I have so many questions now. Like, okay, I'm a car. Are my tires just my shoes more or less? You know, like what part of me is me, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. because the tires make yeah. sense, those would be shoes, you know, they just change whatever. They're just like cosmetic also have a utility. But like what is a cracked windshield? What if somebody kicks a rock up? Is that like... Right. Because that's their eyes. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. You know. Do they heal over time or can they only be repaired? So they went to repair shops, but it, it was unclear whether or not they actually felt pain. Because Lightning McQueen, he did blow his tires, but there was like sparks and stuff because he was still trying to drive. Uh-huh. And so if the tires are his shoes, then... You know, the rims, I guess, would be his feet. His bare feet, yeah. yeah. But he wasn't, like, wincing in pain. He was just frustrated that he couldn't go any faster. So, mm-hmm. it's very unclear, I guess, yeah, where where their actual... If they can feel pain, first of all, but where their, I guess, bodies begin. Right. I want to see a naked car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might be naked, but na- nakedness in their universe is different, right? Yeah. Because they do go to body shops and stuff, and they can get paint jobs, you know, and decals. Lightning McQueen gets roasted because he doesn't have any headlights. So I don't know what headlights are, 
Huh. One time in the movie, they allude to Hellites being, at, for PG audience, being part of your chest. Oh, do oh. they? Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, but, they could just be... There's no reason that there has to be like a human equivalent, equivalent to every true, little thing. True. We're, we're really what I want to know is... Yeah. Well, I, what, oh, hmm. <laughs> I was going to ask why the car is... So we can, we can walk and run fine. And yet we still found it convenient to find faster ways to travel. And eventually our technology led us to building cars. Mm. So have I was going to ask, why haven't the cars developed technology to get around faster than they can by themselves or more conveniently in some way? But then I realized that would just be building bigger cars. And in this universe, cars are alive. So I'm like, is that... Would that well, be like us building giant people to, that's to come what us around? That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't it just make more sense that they would look for some other? Because we also are in the same universe where there's people who are planes and boats, right? Yeah. So, and one of the main characters is an 18 wheeler who pulls a trailer around for Lightning McQueen. So, so in many ways, is the trailer alive? The trailer is not alive. Just the the cab, I guess. The trailer yeah. would be the attachment, right? Yeah. So, but here's the thing: what, like, in our world, right? Locomotion or moving from point A to point B is a big deal. So we had to create some mechanism to help us move more efficiently, right? Uh But in the cars universe, the vehicles universe, (laughs) uh, (laughs) locomotion is not their biggest issue, right? So they probably, I don't know. It maybe would be something like wasn't it something that we do easily, like grabbing things right like maybe their biggest issue is that they can't like manipulate smaller objects so they have to create technology that allows them to Mm. interact with smaller objects so just like cars with these giant tires 20 inch tires trying to make a thing so they can pick up a daisy or something you know yeah like how does manufacturing work if they need to replace your tires like who builds the tire (laughs) See, the question is, what did the first cars look like? Were they just on rims? What do baby cars look like? So they do allude to that because they're old. There are older models of vehicles. Like when he goes to was it Route 66, there's like an old general Jeep. And then there's an even older like style car with even like the uh, the pulley on the front. And then. Uh, Harris, whatever the the coach car, he was like an older model, like a and, Model T. Uh, I don't know if it was quite that old, but like they they definitely do have that span though, where they do show cars from those different eras. Um, but then they also in Cars Three, which when Lightning McQueen was having his midlife crisis, I guess because he was getting quote unquote older, his Spider Man too. They introduced new cars that nobody had ever seen before that had new technology they were faster they were they were built better but they don't explain where these new cars come from but it was but they were called rookies and all this stuff as if the cars do age and so the sentience of this of these new cars is was recently obtained but we don't know how so they're children yeah they're like young bucks that you know t- teenagers young adults that are getting into the racing scene Yo, mm-hmm. it, it makes me think about like this idea like, okay, we're birthed inside of our mother, right? Our mother 
we are literally our own factory, right? Like humans make more humans, right? Sure. So we go off the assumption that cars make more cars, right? Mm-hmm. But what if there was a, a different mechanism for synthetic life to be created, right? So I, I'm going to use this really outlandish concept of like evolution and, and the planet created something that creates a thing that creates more things that are not itself, right? Like, oh, like I'm a factory. Like somehow evolution created a factory that creates cars, right? Mm-hmm. So the cars just get produced by this factory and that's how they get birthed. And the factory is continuing to evolve and making more efficient, better cars to, to do some purpose. I don't know. For racing, yeah. Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I was going to ask is like, what is the purpose? If you have, if the cars are changing, that implies that the factory is aiming for something. Mm. Yeah. But, but okay, mm. let's let's take our own human. Why wouldn't the little bugs be airplanes instead of cars? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that goes back to the idea that there's a factory producing these things, right? Like, in different, because to me, that feels like this is a, the hu- what preceded all this was humans. Humans created this universe, and then they died off for some odd reason, you know? Or or what if somebody created a perfect AI, and they were like, oh, I want this car, this AI to make the perfect car. And the way that it did it was kill all humans and create this factory that's always striving to make a better car. And uh. sentience and all this stuff. So, so like the it was an Ultron's mentality, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the this Jeez. is if Ultron wins, you know. <laughs> and Ultron's a car. Yeah, I, I really would love to see like a true prequel. Like we should write a whole a whole story. That was <laughs> what works. I mean, what? Okay, we got into cars talk. I, I, we gotta, we gotta get away from cars. <laughs> but, but cars talk reminds me of mo- a moot. Well, okay, you guys already know I'm b- a big sci-fi fan, right? Mm-hmm. So you what? <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm a huge sci-fi fan. I like sci-fi movies. That's probably primarily the movies that I partake in. So, unsurprisingly, most of the movies that I, the universe I want to be in would be a sci-fi movie. Um, so, one of the movies. That I would actually want to be in, and I know this is going to sound really strange, is actually um, Cloverfield. Now, giant, yes, that does sound strange. It's strange because I don't know why. I always have these dreams where I envision that I'm in a world where some like catastrophic event is happening. Like I had a dream that, like, all of a sudden. There's these, like, alien planes, like, attacking all of the, like, the world. Like, just all of the planes and, like, shooting things down. And all they wanted was air dominance, right? So they would shoot down on the planet, but it was like we were living in this world where we could no longer, like, like locomote via the sky. And there were these beings that were just all-powerful, keeping us trapped. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And to me... I'm like, what is it like to be in a world where you, how, what is survival is changed, right? Like, I can still exist. I can still be me. But, like, 
I need to find a way to survive, you know? Like right now, how I survive is having a job, paying my bills, and hoping that Sally Mae doesn't find me, you know? But what if I lived in a world where there's giant whatever whale that drops giant fleas that attack you and you have to escape and like I don't know. It's hard bass. <laughs> I know. So you just want you you want to struggle. I, I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. A little bit. A little live bit. life on the edge. Like you want to feel like something wants to kill you. I don't know. So I want to kill him. Not that's some <laughs> that something is making me fight harder to live. Ah. You, know, you know. Um and also Man, just move to Utah. What'd you say? Just move to Utah, live in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> that's different than like the, the environment being oppressive. I want something like another biological or some type of like a higher or like we we're not top of the food chain you know what i'm saying like australia (laughs) Uh, everything there once you did yeah but but once again they're smaller than me i can hide in my house i have guns like humans win you know this man wants an existential threat yeah (laughs) more like but but all right i got you i got you i got you okay well dang this isn't a movie i can't talk about it never mind what were you gonna say i'd like to hear anyway are you sure you don't want to, it's not going to derail the conversation? I mean, I, I'll bring it back. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? All right. I was going to say uh, the world of Half-Life 2, where the mm. Combine have invaded and basically taken over Earth, and humanity uh, is basically on its last legs and is just trying to survive any way it can. And uh, There's even like a field in place that keeps people from, from, from conceiving children, so... You know, our population is declining, uh, but there's still like, there's still te- not terrorists, uh, you know, but people who are fighting back. The and, resistance. I guess they are terrorists technically, but I didn't mean that in a bad way. The resistance. Um, yeah. They resist. Yeah, the resistance. And, you know, there's still hope. And the main character is this character who brings hope with him. So like people see him and they're like, yeah, I'll follow him. But there's this, like, this, th- there's this thought that like, yeah, you know, the world went to crap. But it could be better. We could get our planet back. We can kick them out. Mm. And it's all about like the human spirit and ingenuity. Because we have we have technology that as big and bad as these aliens are, like we have technology they don't have. And so we can try to use that to our advantage. Okay. So I think the biggest thing is that I don't want to live in a world like that. I don't want to be in a world <laughs> like like man choosing. So so I think what I'm trying to say is I don't want to live in a world where I'm actively oppressed by a greater force, right? Like where I'm basically enslaved, you know, because, okay, you know, too much. Too but much I want to live here. in a world where essentially, like, we're the ants compared to something else. So something else. Starship troopers. So they're not know, forcing you to do anything, yeah, but like, they do prevent you from doing things. Exactly. Like, we don't have complete full reign. Like, imagine we lived on the planet, but the planet was, like, a 100,000 times bigger than it is now, right? And there was a higher order species that was larger than us that more like or less... Like mega lions or something? Wait, what? Like mega lions. I just made that up. <laughs> I, I, I think... Like, I think... A, lion is, a lion is something that can still, like, scare people and, like, terrorize a village. And so I'm thinking, like, what if I just scale that up 
to be more terrible. Yeah, I, th- I think what you're focusing on is on something that's like deadly and killing, trying to kill you. Like and you started with Cloverfield. No, but but Cloverfield. Okay, so this is what I'm trying to say. That giant whale who's moving throughout the planet is actually just living its life in a way, right? Like it's just going about its business, and it's just right. giant, and it's like this is in my way of life. So I'm going to destroy it. Similarly, well, that's, that's what I was going for with mega lions. They're just animals. They're not evil. But so similarly, like when you see an ant pile in your yard, they have a whole life society existence, right? And to you, it's just a nuisance. You're like, man, I want my yard to look good, right? So you murder them, right? But like if ants had our order of thinking, they would know, hey, I'm not going to put my ant pile in somebody's yard right so if there was something that was a higher order than of us who basically we had to exist amongst how would we live our lives right we'd be we'd be like a little bit less cavalier and it would be a little bit more like man i want to go to space but if i fly up these things see me as aggressive like as a wasp and they crush me you know Mm. so i don't know there's just this idea that like okay i enjoy being small you know, and <laughs> like, I don't know, like humility for some reason. <laughs> Put me in my place. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. But. So, it, so it in that, sense. I'm trying to think of something are, else. That would... Are you, so is that because you like to go against that and try to escape? You, you want to fight against it because you, you feel like there's something greater on the other side of it. I think what it is, is that right now we live in a a, a world where there are forces greater than us, but we have no, but they have, they're like uh, impersonal, right? Like gravity and space, the weather, the wet, like these things are completely like, they're bigger than us. They're stronger than us. They're greater than us, but like they feel completely intangible. But what if there was a tangible thing like, oh, like there is another mega humans that exist and they have intentions and goals and purpose and our goal is just to kind of like navigate in that because that's what we do as humans now but i just would like to more or less personify the things that kind of so you want to live in attack on titan world (laughs) yes but still in that world you're still (laughs) the alphas you know like i mean if you Yes and no, you're the alphas in your own space that you can kind of eke out and create, but there's always a fear that you're going to stumble. I mean, they're not very smart, but they're just minding their own business, and if they see you, they'll attack you. So but they're, but they're, like, they're like antagonistic to us, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not antagonistic to an ant, you know? Like, it, if it's in my house... Uh, I might get into my food. I guess I got to kill this. I don't. Guy. I don't know what. I mean, <laughs> sure. Okay. I. I don't know if I'm following the exact nuances of what you're trying to describe, but okay, so scale cool. plays a big part. So you want something that has its own intentions, but doesn't care about you to live um to live among. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that would just be. It would just to me. It would just be. I don't know. I like the idea that there's wonder, like something that tangibly that I can go, wow, like there's these giant creatures. I don't know what their purpose is. I don't know what they do, but they exist. And I just have to like be amongst mm-hmm. them, you know. Um, I don't know. There's something about wonder to me. 
So. What about the Green Knight? Have you seen the Green Knight? I don't believe so. Oh, there's a very beautiful scene with giants. Um, I feel like maybe you could go for something like Spirited Away, where there's first of all there's tons of wonder and charm and, and good stuff there, but there's also like you know giant spirits that you have to deal with, and some of them are friendly, some of them might not be friendly, and you know, one of the characters is a dragon, and I guess dragons could potentially be uh, dangerous as well. Um, and you kind of just hope, have to hope that they're friendly. Yeah, no, I so think... in this I, scenario, yeah, if we're the ants, like, our our civilizations for these other beings would be, like, ant piles. So, would that mean we'll be building colonies on land that they control? And would would that then make them hostile towards us? At times, yes. But, like, mm. we don't go necessarily into the, like, African safari destroying giant termite piles. We, like, yeah, we don't go out of our way. We just go, wow, look at that. That thing is, like, 18 foot tall, and, like, there's billions of them in there. Wow, like, we might put our weird little camera and incidentally kill a few people, you know what I'm saying? But that's not our goal. More so, there to observe. Exactly. So that's kind of, but if you were to try to be a termite and eat their habitats down, break, oh, this has all the great nutrients we need to, you know, then yeah, they'd murder you. Okay. So. That sounds like this type of force, I guess, would bring another level of balance, I guess, to the world. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, right now in the world we live in, is super comfortable. There's nothing stopping humans except ourselves, really, from achieving infinite possibilities more or less mm-hmm. so and, to have a ceiling i guess would feel reassuring in a way that you're contained yeah and I, it, what about mm-hmm. what about something like uh hmm. i mean yeah, there's tons there's tons of fantasy and sci-fi stories where like there are things that are bigger than us yeah um, actually i was gonna say i like what you're going with steve this this uh spirited away universe because i also like the idea of being in a universe where there's things that are not greater than us but are equal to us you know like weird and different right oh mushishi bruh yes that's an anime but and and in the movie i was actually going to say and i don't want to take over the conversation i want to hear more y'all's movies but was actually princess mononoke right Mm. that universe Uh where like the spirit animals and spirit creatures and the stuff like that are like directly like connected with our life you know like you can't separate like spirited away you can kind of like live a normal life and be unaware of the spirit side of things because that's kind of some of the premise but in princess mononoke you kind of have to live side by side with it you know and there's these great forest creatures and there's things and like humans kind of are like battling it you know I, I i would be interesting to live in a world like that you know and also to see the wonder of little creatures that you don't know what they do and what their power are and you know mm. so it would be kind of like living on this planet as it is but there would just be a little bit greater power in entities that we have no control over you know so mm-hmm. i don't know and there'd be a lot of wonder and discovery and things that you just There'd always be people discovering new things every day and every week. You know what I'm saying? 
I just think that's really cool. Yeah, uh, what I, one of my one of my suggestions was going to be Howl's Moving Castle because mm. I mean all of all of the movies are like this, but uh, if you've read the book Howl's Moving Castle, it kind of introduces more of the world and explains it a little better. But it's just it's just such a delightful world, and it's very like. Uh, I mean, it's magical, but it's kind of a soft magic. And there's dangerous things, but there's also like cool things. And uh, I don't know, there's just a lot of cool stuff. And I, I, I guess there's not as much of a sense of <laughs> presiding danger <laughs> that Brad wants. But, you know, I like the the whimsy and the, the adventure and the mystery of Howl's Moving Castle. So what's so wasn't Howl's Moving Castle basically about an old woman who in- no <laughs> oh, sorry continue wait wasn't wasn't it an old woman who encountered howl right so it's actually it's it's actually a young, a young woman, woman and then she becomes who gets cursed to become, become old. old that's what it was and she forgets that she's like not supposed to be old and then ah. but but she got cursed by another witch who wasn't howl correct she got cursed by a witch and I forget in the book why. Actually, I forget in the movie and the book. I think why. it seemed like it was just because she was like pretty or something. She's, she's kind of just a jerk. Just a yeah. jerk. Witch. Maybe she was jealous. Yeah, and then Hal showed up, and like, well, yeah, yeah. And, and Hal seems like a Willy Wonka type. Like, he he, uh, he doesn't really have a purpose. <laughs> he just be doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of. How is so Willy Wonka's? I think his defining character trait was was whimsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas Howl is very is he's just a very self centered, flamboyant, but generally good natured and really powerful guy. Wonka was so pretty I would say unhinged. Huh? Said Wonka was pretty unhinged. Yeah, and so I don't Howl think that a little bit. How I wouldn't say Howl's unhinged. He's very mm-hmm. flamboyant and like. And flashy, he seems like he's, he's chaotic like, neutral. Like he just, like yeah, I would say that sure. Like he wasn't trying to help this girl per se. Like she just happened to be around. <laughs> exactly. and he was like, yeah, I'll help her out. You know. Um. So you like the world because of the the magical elements of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Magic. It's just it's just very pretty and very. I assume that we would be living in the hand-drawn animated world <laughs> so that's cool girl you so hand-drawn <laughs> plus <laughs> i like how Please. flat plus, i like how uh, flat you are <laughs> <laughs> girl i love how smooth your skin is the way is. they colored in the line on you girl uh plus calcifer is just a really fun character which so who's calcifer he's the fire demon oh that lives in, in the castle. castle, right? Yeah. Wait a minute. A fire demon that lives in a castle is named Castlefer? No, Calcifer. Like okay. Calcium. Gotcha. Okay. I was. All right. I feel better so about that. Basically, Howl's moving castle is like Castlevania, uh, like Dracula's castle. Like, it just be moving around, and it's just like Howl is Dracula, but not trying to kill the human race you're really trying you're really trying <laughs> no, I mean, there's, there's no there's no <laughs> relation whatsoever like in castlevania come on 
Kyle could basically do whatever he wants. You know? It's kind of like Dracula. Within reason. I mean, within some reason, yeah. You know? Like, he actually can't move his... First of all, the castle doesn't teleport. It just literally gets up on legs and walks around. That's fun. Um, But it's powered by Calcifer. It isn't Hal doing the work. Will Calcifer die if he leaves the castle? Um, it's complex. I don't want to say too much in case anyone hasn't seen it yet. It's it's, it's a great movie. Spoilies. Yeah, I've seen it, but it's like a vague memory. I got to go back and watch it. <laughs> I haven't seen any of that. So I'm intrigued, though. So three. You should absolutely watch it if you haven't seen it, Kyle. It's yeah. so good. It's, it was good. I enjoyed it. I mean, any. What's it called again? Howl's Moving Castle. Ah, it's a Studio Ghibli name. film, right? Yeah, oh, okay. so you know so, yeah. it's good. I would enjoy that then, I can already tell. Yeah. Basically, it's going to be it. It's, it's, I mean, I've seen uh, the something of Nasua or something. The, the flying. Oh, uh, Nausicaa of the, of the Winds of or the, something. Of the Winds or something. Yeah, yeah, that movie is clearly one of their earlier movies. It's like, you know, they weren't there yet. They weren't Studio Ghibli the way we know. Oh, it was a little rough? It's a little, it's a little rough. Like, you see that every, like, every great movie studio great artist they had to start somewhere oh yeah yeah and that's gotta do the thing they didn't just start out at greatness and that that movie is a thing like it's not terrible it's just it's it just, shows promise i don't even know if it's like it shows promise it's just like it's like you felt like they had something there but like they just never were able to grasp it you know like they're trying to tell a really like interesting story with like kind of like magic magic science kind of sci-fi magic and like there's an existential crisis kind of but it's 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 very interesting that's the best mm-hmm. way i can put it all right yeah so Kyle any other movies worlds universes that you want to live in that i that i would like to live in Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So one that I think would be interesting is if if I'm a main character or at least have their abilities would be the Fast and Furious universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just you mean you mean the family universe? The, the family, family universe. universe. Yes. And what what do you mean by their abilities? Well, it seems like whatever they want to happen will, as long as it involves vehicles. And so to me, that's a pretty fun concept. You vehicles know. and family. Yeah, vehicles and family. You know, you could just drive something straight through a wall if you needed to, or jump across buildings, hit hit something that isn't a ramp but still gain height. Mm. I drive a car on a rope bridge that is currently unraveling. Right, and so physics mean nothing in this universe. So, so, ca- so cars are like magic, basically. Yeah, cars are magic. Cars are just magic wands. Yeah, magic wands. Yeah, and and bad guys are. Bullet magnets, while good guys <laughs> repel them. I like that. And yeah, your family—they'll um, sometimes seem like they died or mysteriously vanished, but they'll come back. The Dragon Balls. Know? Yeah. So I mean, it's just—it's chaotic. But if you're a main character, it's—it seems like it's a lot of fun. Okay. What if you're not a main character? What's the world like for you? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's just th- things Normal. are exploding. People are driving really <laughs> fast for no reason. It's kind of like Baton Rouge. Um, <laughs> Cars falling out of the sky. Like, oh, I guess yeah. it's another day. 
It's really not. You don't. There's more questions than answers if you're a side character. <laughs> but they don't live in like um, a universe with like superheroes or anything, and so the stuff you'll be seeing makes absolutely no sense. On top of being extremely dangerous to you being in the vicinity, they have little, very little to no regard for any other human's life outside of their families, and you never know where they're gonna pop up because they go from city to city, country to country, and terrorize everyone there. So, and like, then the, st- the street races and stuff seem pretty problematic if you're not involved. <laughs> so Fast and the Furious feels like it's Harry Potter of the car world. Like, there's just these <laughs> entities that have, like, ultimate power that yeah. you, you just have no access to unless you somehow are a part of the family, right? Like, Harry Potter himself was just, hey, he he's kind of like, he has the bloodline, right? So mm-hmm. you, you kind of either, so how do you get access to this power? Like, how could a normal person get the Fast and Furious? Get to be friends with Vin Diesel, or yeah. family with Vin Diesel's character. Oh, and then yeah, he, Dominic Toretto needs to be somewhere, either Facebook friends or something. He has to be in the vicinity. And he has to imbue the powers of yeah. the ability to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to do car magic. Wow. To manipulate time and space around you. As long as you're in a car. In a car. Or with a you tank could be top. against Dominic, because I think the people who work against him also have magic car powers, right? If you have just as or more muscles than he does, yes. Oh, right. So basically, Voldemort is just the opposite of the family, whatever they're against. But you, they just tap into the evil powers. That cars have. Yeah, the Rock was Voldemort until he decided to, to join, join them. Right, but wasn't he like a police officer or something? Or something. I'm very. Con- I haven't watched the last <laughs> I think, two movies, so I'm confused about whether or not he still is. Because there was some at the end of one of the movies, you know, he helped them and then was like, "Okay, I'm gonna give you a head start to escape." But he, so he was still a cop, or part of the government in some way. But wasn't was but was now part of the family too. And I, I I don't know how that relationship has grown huh. since. Fast and Furious isn't isn't the Hobbs and Shaw movie part of the Fast and Furious yeah. world? Yeah, I believe so. Part of what? the universe. They're, they're a cinematic universe. So the Rock's character is the same character in both movies, right? Yeah, yeah. Shaw you can't was. See, you I can't see it. my face, but I'm making a face right now. <laughs> I can hear your face. You can hear this face. <laughs> we have to do a Fast and Furious universe like podcast where we just talk. There has to. There has to exist. Somebody has. It's to already. Have. I guarantee. Oh, absolutely. Already. I'm gonna look that up after this podcast to see if it exists. <laughs> We're gonna invite them on. They're like, all right, come talk about your stupid movie. Finish They're like, with us. all right, it's gonna take us at least 18 hours to talk about the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't interrupt. <laughs> no interruption. So, okay, so we've been talking about movies that we want to be in. What about movies we don't want to be in? What universes we don't want to be in? Like, oh, man. So, yeah. so, so many. So many. So I, I have one that I'm still on the fence about. Okay. But because, okay, are y'all familiar with the movie Chaos Walking? No. So it stars Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley? Daisy Ridley? So okay. Spider Man and uh, what's her name from Ray. from Ray from Star Wars. Oh, 
right? I think I've seen the posters and stuff for this movie. So the premise essentially is that you can see the thoughts of other people. Yeah. Now, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not there's more to it. It's a really interesting movie. I actually really encourage both of you to watch it. I actually think it would be a good movie to do a like a, a deep dive on. But mm. um and it's a short movie. It's digestible and Tom Holland does a great job. He he's he does a great job. <laughs> Shout out Tom. So um essentially you could see other people's thoughts. That's kind of the premise. And for some reason, one part of me goes, that's really cool, right? Because if you're in like say you're in a job interview, right? And you are trying to like get your pay correct, right? You could see what they actually could offer you, and you know what I'm saying. The negotiation process is l- yeah, less I mystery. Mean, sure. But oh wow, okay. The other side of it is that people can hear your thoughts, and not every thought is an intended thought. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like no, you know I I. I tell people about because this impulse. Thoughts. Yeah, impulse thoughts that have, you don't know where it came from. I remember, like one time I was doing an internship, and I was like walking down the street, and somebody was walking, not down the street, but at my job, and there's like this ramp that goes into the the, the factory, and it's a pretty steep ramp, and somebody's walking up it, and I just had this thought, like, what if I push that person as hard as I possibly could? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I had no intention to do it. It's just like a thought, you know? Yeah, okay. And <laughs> all right, you know, like it's you can walk in front of me next time we're hanging out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's already know, too late. But it's a thought. Like it's just like you've never had a thought of like, man, what would happen if I threw this yes. spaghetti? At yes, this? I have had those you know thoughts for sure. But I, not- I had that like every time I drive mm-hmm. and someone in front of me breaks, I'm just I just think about what if I don't? Wow! <laughs> 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 Especially when I have my truck. You, oh, you'd win. That's basically victory. <laughs> <laughs> Winner. You know, so <laughs> it flashes on the screen. <laughs> Just four stock them. So, like, I think I don't know. There's something terrifying about the idea that somebody always has access to my thoughts. But I also love the idea. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what y'all think about that. Like living in a world like that. Hmm. So I think that impulsive okay, thoughts yeah. are problematic if they're on display <laughs> yeah um have you guys watched moon Knight? not yet no uh i've only watched a few episodes shucks okay i don't want to say anything spoily uh, but so there's a concept in moon Knight about oh there was actually another movie that did this but it's um <laughs> but now you've mentioned moon Knight, so you can't <laughs> talk about it so I'm, I'm trying to make the concept removed from moon Knight, so i don't spoil anything but effectively uh there's an entity that wants to kill people based on things that they're going to do like they see evil intentions inside of them that they haven't yeah. committed yet oh like so the they pre- precogs from uh the movie with um tom cruise i think it's i think it's less precogs in that the precogs would actually see the future and see what you would do and it was inescapable whether you wanted to or not hmm. whereas this is more like Oh, you have evil inklings, right, Kyle? Right. Like, it, yeah. Or the so anime it's... you were talking about, Steve. Remember? Oh, that's more like psychopaths. Yeah. yeah. 
where like they can... yeah so it's the, mm-hmm. the potential of evil not seeing their future because mm-hmm. like it balances them out and so their tendency so that so they could yeah so they could potentially never do the thing but because they have the capacity to do it then it's like okay well then you have to die yeah so, okay. so, uh, so what were you saying? I totally <laughs> yeah, you guys interrupted me. I lost my. You were just saying that thought. you were saying the thoughts, and you don't like the idea of unintended thoughts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So what I'm thinking is that eventually we'll get to a point to where people will be written off if they uh, have yeah. those unintentional thoughts that are just you know crossing that line. You, yeah. pu- pu- you push. I want to push. I want to push you over. Type of thing, so yeah, that's exactly how I feel, and that's the thing. Like, when does a thought become like a true intention? You know, like, oh, like I, I have the thought to clean my bathroom, <laughs> but <laughs> is that actually my intention? You know, and am I even, sh- am I even sure that? You know, when, that is a philosophical question that I am not ready to tackle. And, and that's why, and that's why, the, right now, Steve, the 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 movie universe of chaos walking is terrifying to me, because like now I'm expecting humans who are terrible to to be able to interpret my thoughts right. in in a way that's like not because all you would do is if you're a person who's able to like have a lot of control of your thoughts, you just use that to probably like. I don't know, oppress other people, you know, you become a weird like cult or so. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and I feel and like people would find ways to game the system by either mm-hmm. having rapid fire thoughts that nobody could ever Catch. keep track of mm-hmm. or figuring out some way to hide their thoughts. So let me, let me ask this question In chaos walking. Does everyone can, can everyone read everyone's thoughts or is it like one or two characters have this power? Um, it's it's not a power; it's just a thing. So it's okay. normal to everyone. L- let me not call it a power, but is this a widespread phenomenon, or is it mostly just one or two characters? It is a widespread. A couple it's a widespread phenomenon. Okay, is it so, as yeah. common as language, like people talking? It's just as common as that. Um, I guess you could say yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think it wouldn't be that bad because, well, it'd be bad like in today's society, like the way we've mm-hmm. we've built our culture and our society. But if we were a race that had to deal with always hearing each other's thoughts, mm. we would probably just adapt to that, you know, scenario, and we would that makes sense figure it out. Oh, uh, so you're saying that like we would just eventually culture and whoever yeah. as we are as humans would just kind of figure out the difference between like oh that's just somebody like like if somebody's walking down the street and you see them like i don't know stumble towards you you could interpret that as an attack or they just tripped over something right mm-hmm. but we'd be able to dif- right. differentiate by your body movement like your how you're moving you know like your shoulders are placed like oh this person is falling versus this person is attacking me you know so you're saying right. that right oh, interesting i think i think it'd be okay it wouldn't be the end of the world yeah, it seems like it'd be very diff. I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, but just like the way I think about it is, I can't. So let me. I guess let me ask you how it works. So can they turn it off to where it doesn't? If you're having, if you're trying to have an out loud, out loud 
conversation with someone or you're in a very busy place with a bunch of people's thoughts or loud music, anything? Is there a way? To, how, how do you reel that in? So the best way that I can describe it, and in, in, I really think you both should see the movie and maybe we should have a whole talk uh, <laughs> uh, podcast on it. Oh, okay, sure. But um, the best way to think about it is that if you were like, you know, when you're at Disney World or something, a amusement park, and it's just v- people talking everywhere, like yeah. that's kind of a good way to think about it when there's a lot of people around, you know. So it's just inescapable noise, pretty much. Yes. But okay. I guess back yeah, to I mean, Steve's It's point. not great, but... You'd adapt to where you can pretty much ignore what you're not focusing on. Yeah. Okay. Or you just go crazy as a child, probably. Most likely. <laughs> now, I don't know if this happens in the movie, but if this suddenly just started happening, like today, that would be horrific. That was not a world I want to live in. But if it's always happened and we just kind of grew up with it i think we could deal yeah i i i'll say all i'll say is watch the movie there's some interesting things say no more yeah what you just oh. said steve reminds me of uh sometimes when they do the superman origin story or I guess, oh and he, he's like what's going on i can see and hear everything yeah he gets his superhero yeah oh yes yes the classic moment mm-hmm. yes I, I, this an, the anime I'm watching right now, Psyche or whatever, and he is a psychic and he can hear everybody's like thoughts, and it's like he just talks about how overwhelming it is at all times, so he Ugh. like has to go to quiet places. So it's, it's yeah. So anyway, what about y'all? What other movie universes? So we're on to hate. Which I not want to be in Battlefield or. <laughs> Why? Because it's uh, <laughs> because it's basically a. <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? A um, propaganda for what's it called? For Scientology. For Scientology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it is Scientology the movie. It's a terrible movie with John Travolta trying his best to bring Scientology to the masses. <laughs> he um, so hard. And actually, you know what? Not even the movie. Any any universe where Scientology is true is a universe I don't want to be in because it does sound pretty terrible. The concept is that like, well, I don't know the concept of the movie. I've actually never seen it. Oh. But the concept of the religion is basically that there's this evil alien overlord who A, is evil and an overlord and B, killed, I guess, billions of, of alien people and now their spirits yeah. reside in us and torment us and stuff. Oh my. That's, that sounds pretty... Oh, are you not aware of Scientology, my friend? I was not. It, it's um, it's dramatic, I'll say. But uh, yeah, it's not a world I would want to live in. So that movie. <laughs> Plus, the movie is so like I think it's set like way in the past. Like all most of the main characters are the aliens, and then the humans are mostly, from what I recall from the little clips, I think the humans are like uh cavemen basically yeah we're basically enslaved by these like alien overlords with horrible dreads who (laughs) like we're trying i I saw it a long time ago discount predators yes yes it's it's like a mix of predators and um what's the dudes from uh star trek with the little wrinkly foreheads um oh Klingons. klingons yeah Kind of mixing those with the little wrinkly forehead. <laughs> I mean, they're little wrinkles <laughs> on their forehead. 
It's true. They frown too much, and now they're. <laughs> <laughs> Mama said your, your face will get stuck like that. If you keep doing that, you're gonna become a Klingon. I'm telling you, you better stop making that face. Um. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, that I I, I kind of want to pick another, but that's just the first thing I thought. Of. I was like, man, he's like immediately like so. just your spirit was like battlefield. <laughs> I was drawn. <laughs> I was drawn, drawn like, to the. That's not what I want to say. Battlefield. It's got to be a better option. No, it's Battlefield. Um, Did you make a joke? So you said you were John to the Travolta? I was John Travolta, yes. You're drawn. I was drawn to the Travolta. Travolta. Hilarious. Well, Hilarious. we'll come back around. So keep that one. Uh, Kyle, do you have one? Yeah. So as a preface, any horror movie universe. <laughs> No thanks. I don't care what's happening. Are you sure it's not the it. real universe? You're just unawares? <laughs> yeah, dude, ghosts are real. There's a, there's enough here. I'll say that. Ouija boards are real. Yeah, and they I'm, exist. I'm Ouija good. Board. So I don't need to go. Yeah, while the Ouija boards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you actually heard me. <laughs> I did hear you. <laughs> you. You put your. We're all. Can you imagine? We're all standing around the board ah! with our hands on the little thing. And it just moves to wow. That's the only, that's the only option. <laughs> W A A A A And then you hear it like in the background. If someone is in this room, say, say wow. wow. <laughs> the tennis ball rolls out of the corner. <laughs> you see a lanky shadow going through the kitchen. That would legitimately be terrible. First of all, he's like what eight foot tall or something like that. Like yeah, seven he's foot got to be. He's this up man there. is a spider. Basically, a basketball player. <laughs> and he's locking eyes Ooh. with Bowser, the only person. I have one. I have one. Can I? Can I do what one? The, oh, oh, you're in the active. middle of one. You're you're in the you're in the middle. Sorry, I forgot we were being serious. Write it down. I, I got it written down. I so, I guess similar to my last one, I have. So there's universes to me that have like similar vibes. And so a universe that I would hate to be in on either side of this would either be Ghostbusters hmm. and Men in Black. Like really? so so pretty much the idea where there's like just creatures that have malicious intent, running rampant, possessing bodies, destroying property, and like there's a special forces group that's just running around the nation trying to stop them. Humanity? <laughs> Yeah, that's the world we live in now, dude. It's just, it's just put on ghosts and aliens instead of us. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of these movies kind of are reflections of, of real life. So that's a fair point. But especially something that's like green and spitting up acid at me. <laughs> you know, I, humans haven't okay. done that to me yet. So, have you met the Joker? I, I haven't had life? the pleasure. Have you, have you met yeah. a baby? <laughs> have you met a green baby spits up? Um, have you met the the ooblas or whatever they're called oh the <laughs> booba the booba <laughs> oh lord he poopy oh gosh the squeaky noise oh, oh. you know i you know i actually kind of disagree with you kyle because for some reason the men in black universe does seem appealing to me like it's essentially our universe with aliens, like confirmed, right? But we're not aware yeah. of them. They just like, ex- like I mean, maybe it is our universe as it is. It's very sugar coated. Yeah, 
It's like, yeah, there's there's aliens and they're probably dangerous, but for the most part, things are fine. That's kind of yeah. There's some men in black. like dangerous, and even the aliens in the original Men in Black weren't dangerous. The ones that were going to destroy the Earth, it was the the cockroach one. Okay, okay, maybe I don't want to live in the in the black universe. <laughs> I was like, right. about it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Kyle's like, I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to get there. There we, I there we go. There we go. <laughs> Never mind. It's, More. If, if there's a cockroach planet, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You could just uh, just eject me into space. I'm good. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you, Brad. Brad's next movie is uh, Starship Troopers. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, the Starship Troopers. We go to them. They didn't come to us. We're like assaulting. Is that true? Yeah, like we're assaulting. I we were like at war. I'm pretty sure we went to their planet, and we're fighting them. Like, but then they followed us. Whose problem. fault like, is we that? Went... That's ours. <laughs> So just because it's our fault, you're cool with it. You're like, yeah, you know, as you're getting spit on by a giant roach, you're like, this is what humanity deserves. <laughs> I deserve this. I mean, we don't know. Theoretically, there could be a giant roach planet, as we know. And I'm okay. I prefer with that not to think about as it as long as we never, as long as it's outside of the realm where we could like light is too fast. <laughs> like, like it's outside of like that realm where it's like it might as well not exist to us in the universe. Like. We can never do the roaches we see now are scouts from that planet. <laughs> Even if we were mm, to travel, that explains why they're so da- why they're so bold. Mm, they are they're bold. waiting for their their brethren. Oh gosh, that'd be so terrible. <laughs> Lying in wait. See, you're already living in that world, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I guess I'll, I'm. I guess I'm, I'm following you, being ejected into space. <laughs> Minus the roaches, I like Men in Black. So you're saying that you don't like them because. There's entities that exist that are malicious in their intent who have more power than you. Is that it? I guess, yeah, more or less, that would probably be the crux of it. It's just, it's, it's just like if I'm a normal person and I encounter one of those things in either of the universe, I'm, there's, not, there's not much I can do. Hmm. And so I don't, I don't really like that, the idea of that potentially happening okay i guess if you met a grizzly bear in the woods exactly but but then if the if the grizzly bear came into the city and men in black style had a you know an epic disguise mm-hmm. and then i was like i'm gonna eat all their honey <laughs> all their they'll then, never see me uh, yeah their honey going to win <laughs> i keep honey? going to win dixie is that a honey. bear outside <laughs> Did someone say, honey? <laughs> and then they maul you. There was a web comic I was reading called Bear Mageddon. Huh. It was about some people who basically were doing their whatever, living their lives, and then bears began to attack and like force came out of the woods. I don't think they were intelligent. I, think, I just think there was a lot of them. A lot of bears. Like, they were like they were like yeah, a lot of bears, and they were like mutating and stuff. It was like a zombie apocalypse type thing, but with bears. With bears. Oh gosh. I mean, bears are. But then un- the guy didn't continue. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't like continue the story. He kind of just fell off after a while. Yeah, man. Bears that sounds. Un- I mean, bearable. I could get that. Grizzly bears eat people like their prey alive or whatever. So. What? Yeah. Like if you like you mean fish? No, humans, deer, whatever they catch. Alive? You're going to be eaten alive. I feel like a bear cannot take me alive. Have you because you've never not, seen a bear? Not before. because <laughs> not because I'm 
good enough to get away, but because if a bear hits me, my neck will break. No, 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 no. But see, bears aren't going to kill you like that. You think you think a bear's just going to swipe you like that. A bear's going to grab face. you like you're and they're going to pin you down and then they're going to just start eating you. That's it. Like they Oh, you know, I seriously. Like Oh, they're not going to wait for you to stop moving. Yeah. You know, fresh just meat. Spotted. Fresh meat. You know. That Okay. Still I mean, warm. I guess if the bear is hungry, anything's possible. Yes. Or if you're near its cubs, it seems like I th- well, I if think it's near, near I don't think it'll yeah. eat you if you're I near think its cubs. It'll that's where it'll swipe your face off. Yeah. 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 Well, I feel like being bitten because it's attacking you and being eaten won't feel a whole lot different. Getting swiped and being eaten alive? I think I think the concept of being eaten alive is that it continues instead of you just dying or yeah, getting you're away. alive, you, actively being you, can, you continue to be eaten until you're it eventually dead. kills you several minutes later. I mean, I couldn't tell you what the experience is like because, you know. Oh, actually, that movie, The Revenant, is about that. Some guy getting Bears? a bear eat, eating Leonardo DiCaprio alive and him surviving. Yeah that experience it, i think it didn't it wasn't eating him alive it was fighting him hmm. well i think what it's based on because it's based on a real person yeah yeah oh, so you're saying that was a guy who was attempting yeah, yeah. Who i was mean i haven't seen the movie so i might just be completely off trying to be i might be completely off but yeah i do know was that, that one with liam neeson and the wolves that was kind of oh cool. that movie the, the gray. gray man Oof. if wolves were I really didn't, like i didn't that. like it. maybe i wasn't in the right state of mind but i I did not like that movie. Really? I love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. I like Liam Neeson, so. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. He was good. I, I I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I, maybe you were in the wrong side. I don't know. Maybe we should watch it again. I don't know. I, I, like it. I would be willing to watch it again, but it's definitely not a top priority. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it, is, it just seemed boring and like nothing happened to me, but yeah, it's potentially just one of those movies and I just wasn't in the mood to watch one of those movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, luckily, wolves aren't generally that aggressive so we're mm-hmm. lucky but wolves are huge wolves are like the oh, they're massive they're just giant like all right so i got one what the dog do oh oh before you go i'm i've never i, I i'm gonna shout out marcus right now speaking of bears in college we came up with this concept called bears with extendo arms <laughs> so like you'd be in the forest running away from it and it could just extend out its arms like piccolo and just grab you and then pull you <laughs> why <laughs> we're just thinking about earth? terrible things because he because he and marcus are complete <laughs> what on earth there's so many more i'm not gonna bring them all up uh but there's a lot of terrible monsters that we came stretchy up stretchy bears Ex- bears with extendo arms Sh- best shotgun spiders shotgun spiders trapdoor spider well what they do is they knock on your front door <laughs> and then they, you open the door and then they grab you so yeah the shotgun spiders. no yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of great crap. We we could make a great horror mo- movie if we wanted to. Yeah. These sound like what the aliens would be in Men in Black, the ones you don't see. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're fulfilling no, no, his no, nightmare. No. Yeah. In Men in Black, right, so the listen. Roach alien would kill all of them. So there'd only be Roach aliens. <laughs> so I have I have the movie that's gonna top Kyle like anything Kyle was thinking for for movies he wouldn't like mm-hmm. for scary movies. This is the worst one. Almost, I, I want to. I almost want to guarantee it, but I'm not that confident. Right. But it's the worst one. I believe you. Bring your confidence. It. Yeah. Stephen King's it. It's pretty good. Well, but but oh. you just don't have to live in that town. Yeah, yeah. Assuming that you live in the town, 
honestly, like, just don't live there. Like, there's if not you're really, not in the town, you're, you, you might as well but not But there's be not really a strong reason that not being in the town should protect you. Like, it, there is a the, very strong the, cre- the creature, the creature decides to stay in town. No, it because has to. it's enough. Huh? It doesn't have to because it's like essence or whatever, like the alien entity itself, like the thing that brought it here is in the town. No, I think it's just comfortable. It's just this nest. Have you, this plenty maybe, of food. Maybe, maybe you know better because you've probably read the books, but I'm, I'm basing off the movie, you know? Yeah. Well, even in the movie, like, there's definitely, like, it, the, the, the true creature is underground, but it's, I mean, it's a creature. It's mobile. But wasn't it, like, like some type of, like, meteorite or something? It came It came in a meteor, but and, it's not, like, what they used made to, like, defeat it, right? No. They just in the movie in the recent movies they literally bullied it to death, which was kind of stupid. No, they did bullied that in the first death. movie, but in the second movie it was different. Oh, I forget what happened in the yeah, second. Yeah, because in the second movie they had to go there. They found the alien thing, and then they had to do something with its like the thing that makes it strong. I don't think they got rid of it, but it looks like it's bound to that space because of whatever they're that weird hibernating meteorite thing uh as i i okay fine let's just say that's the case whatever the situation if you live in the town is basically a worst case scenario because pennywise uh long story short is like a formless hungry god of chaos that came to earth and feeds on fear and malice and hatred and uh especially loves children and it has the power to it has the power and the inclination to conjure up your worst fears and just tease you and torment you until it finds a good time to kill you uh yeah so that's like in my mind in terms of like oh scary monsters and malicious entities and stuff like that's almost top of the chart i can't i can't disagree with that it's like yeah, mo- that sounds horrible it's like monsters inc like just terrible like yeah cause at least <laughs> it seems like in monsters inc that they if they they could kill you like they're very dangerous with their claws and stuff but they won't oh the monsters yeah they're all good natured guys fellows. yeah and then they eventually figure out like you know laughter or whatever is better or joy or whatever and but pennywise essentially tries to trap you in a state of fear right yeah so he can feed off of you i mean yeah and and he also is like vindictive and cruel and really creative you know there's a scene where like the girl as an adult she goes back to her house to her childhood home and you know this is old lady who's living there i'm just going to spoil parts of it that's wasn't that in the trailer this old lady so you can spoil it yeah it was i think it was in the trailer but yeah this old lady is living there and she invites her in and she's asking this lady about her life and the lady's, she's just kind of decrepit, but, you know, she's she's nice enough and she gives her tea. But, like, the scene, especially in the book, in the movie they're kind of heavy-handed, but mm-hmm. in the book there's this slow, creeping, horrifying realization that the woman is, like, not what she seems. Mm. You know, like, she's drinking the tea and the tea tastes like mud. Mm. Or, like, you know, she sees a painting in the background and it looks like 
Pennywise or something, or she's talking about my dad who was a clown. And it's just, it, but that, you know, everything I just said sounds really obvious, but mm-hmm. like it kind of happens slowly and it goes with the character. And you realize that Pennywise literally just sat there and like made this whole dream world, like made, made the, the, this rundown emptied out house uh, into it so that it appeared as if it was lived in and made this whole, this whole like lie just, Mm. yeah, it's an elaborate scheme just to screw with the girl, with the lady and scare her even more, you know? So does he use hallucinations or does he have physical problems? So he, it's a little bit of both. So it seems like he can create like real physical stuff, Mm -hmm. but he can make it so that only the people he's tormenting or at least children can see it. Okay. So, for example, there is a scene in the book where uh, um, this bully, one of the minor characters, opens an abandoned refrigerator like in a field or something. I forget why. Like what? I forget what made the scene creepy, but it was a creepy situation. He opens this thing. And there's a bunch of like weird leeches mm. in the fridge. And then they fly at him. Ooh. Like they have wings. They're like flesh colored. And they fly at him and start biting him. And when he pulls, when, when they bite him, they basically just suck out tons and tons of blood and get huge. And then they pop. They don't even want to live. They just suck out as much blood as they can and they pop. And he's like trying to like throw, pull them off and like hit them, but more keep coming. And he just dies of blood loss. Oh my gosh. And then, or as he's like weak from blood loss, then Pennywise grabs him and like pulls him into the sewer and eats him alive, presumably. Um, yeah, like there's a real situation. I mean, you know, where these leeches come from, they're not even real, but they were real enough to Patrick or whatever his name was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it, in the, when you say vindictive, I think I never thought about it, but yeah, he like, because if you think about it, Pennywise could have easily just left them alone. Especially in, like, say, the second movie, because they did their thing, yeah. pushed them back, and then they left. And they're, like, thinking about, hey, Pennywise is about to come back now. Time has passed. And he could have just been like, I'm just going to just get children or whatever. But he's like, I'm mm-hmm. getting the people who messed up what I was trying to do before. Like, I'm focusing on the revenge story. Yeah. Like, he's definitely vindictive. So, yeah. Like, you don't want a vindictive, evil, evil, crazy alien god monster <laughs> yeah yes oh and i i kind of brushed over but yeah he is basically a god and like there's there's this concept in the stephen king verse of the macro verse which i guess is similar to the multiverse her 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 but um the macro verse exists outside of like our universe or our set of universes and it's just where it's where all the the big nasty monsters are like mm. like you know the the Cthulhu types. The yeah, the Cthulhu gods from like mm. HR not Huff HR. Uh, yes, thank <laughs> you. And it or Pennywise or whatever is one of those creatures that came to Earth basically by accident and was like, Oh, I like it here. Oh uh, wonderful. And so the theory is like, oh, and in the in the books, when the kids go to fight it. Um, or when the adults go to fight it, there's like eggs, like it was laying eggs and creating more of itself. Absolutely no, thank you. Yeah, absolutely no. Yeah, and so even dairy, like it would have, I guarantee, if they had hatched, 
it would have been the whole planet not just dairy <sighs> see that's that's the rub yeah that's the problem so okay Eggs. so I, I i have an, a movie universe that i don't think most people would agree with me on this but like think about it from like purely like that concept of like being a background character or being a main character i still think it's kind of terrible is okay. living in the star wars universe because mm. i think like star wars is cool but star wars is like one of those places where like there's an, an immense disparity between the haves and the have-nots like if it feels sure. like you either live in this terrible like slave planet or you live in this like super futuristic like world where like politics and all this stuff you know there's a lot of planets so i might just be overreaching from what i've ex- seen in star wars but sure but like there's a range for sure it feels like everything is either space taj mahal or space slums exactly and I feel like most people would be in space slums, you know? Sure. Probably. And so if I was just a stand, I mean, standard character, I think I'd be on one of those planets. I'd be doing the stupid pod racing events, hoping to get my freedom, you know? Um, and the force is cool and all, but the force also seems to be like not good. You know what I'm saying? It just, you don't think so? No, it just seems like, what what does the Jedi say? It's it wants balance, right? The reason that the okay. the Jedi exist and why the Sith exist is because of a lack of balance, and like I don't know if like I've heard other people say it, but I always just say that like the gray Jedi or the you know the gray like there's like the if you think of like Sith as red Jedi, and then like you know the Jedi. Let's say Force users to to yeah. Be more clear. Like, there's, like, the evil Force users and the good Force users, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I think the Force just wants a neutral Force user, you know? And because if things are stratified, it just continues to create these two sides of the same coin, you know? Like, the Force is actively making these things happen because it wants balance, you know? Yeah, it feels like the Force is made to generate conflict Mm -hmm. not conflict but uh well yeah conflict but i guess like tension and drama and yeah and i think that those who seek out the force actually make the force like the force is just simply like hey like i want like status like a like a homogeneous system (laughs) that's what the force wants i want everything to be equally distributed good bad indifferent like whatever right but then there's people who become basically monks they're like i want to use the force for only good and doing these things and it, the force going like, no, 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 no. You're putting too much weight on this side of the scale. I need to make something to balance it out. I'm going to make Darth Vader. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Evilist. Like, you know, and yeah. I just feel like being in a universe where I know that there's basically this force, this literal force that's causing, like you said, <laughs> conflict, a conflict generator seems pretty not cool to me. It seems cool. Like, oh, I can move stuff. But like, it's sure. like a never ending cycle of you know people just misusing it and sorrow Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know i I don't know if i'd want to be in the star wars universe like it also seems like you can live like a jedi lifestyle like a peaceful lifestyle without the force you can like meditate and you know whatever be a monk without 
being a force user. Yeah. So other other than fighting and talking to your sister from half a galaxy away, what what use is it? Yeah, it it seems like it's just for zealots, like people who are really, really intensely like because like even the like the Jedi Order, what is their goal? Their goal is essentially they're a political organization whose goal is to basically like stomp out anything that is against their like doctrine. You know? Mm-hmm. They're just like this giant religious construct, I guess you could say, like in in and their whole goal is to just stop anything that they don't like. And it basically just creates more powerful things. You know what I'm saying? Like people become Sith because sure. they're like, I absolutely hate the Jedi, you know, versus like and, you know, a more I bad. think part of it is because, you know, they do they are imbued with this connection to the force, but then they choose to only use it for what they say isn't for personal gain but like you're saying it's for like the the whole of it is for their personal gain because mm-hmm. the force does have all these uses outside of what they consider to be you know redeeming qualities or the ethical ways to use the force mm. yeah i don't know too much i don't know enough about star wars but i feel like someone is going to complain about what you're saying yeah <laughs> i know they are because because like absolutely because like <laughs> I, I i know enough about the star wars universe you know the, of course, all of the movies, but I've read some of the books. I've looked up some of the, you know, the backgrounds, different characters and like things like that. But I'm not like a, a aficionado. Like, I don't know every side book and comic and this and that. But like, fundamentally, you cannot tell me that the Jedi aren't a like. I, you could say they're a peacekeeping force. But what they do is they just send Jedi to planets that are having problems with their agenda to fix the problem you know sure so like they like so if you're not within the orthodoxy you're gonna be dealt with you know you know what i will say if even if someone disagrees about the jedi or about the force not being good i think it's pretty obvious that everyone that we've met in the story who isn't a force user or who hasn't yet become a force user or main character has been struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Luke, Anakin, Ray were all like living in slums. Mm-hmm. Anakin was literally a slave, mm-hmm. he and his mom. Like uh, um, scrappers or whatever you call it. Having yeah. Them. Luke didn't get to go to Tashi Station like he wanted. That sucks. <laughs> he sure didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it seems like, yeah, unless you're like a political or like you're, if you're not a politician. Or a prince or something. Uh, even the Jedi didn't live that well. Like they were monks. But that's fine. That's their choice. We see little bits and pieces in the first couple of movies. Of like cities and stuff with people partying. But mostly when we see non-main characters. We see them in like bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like bounty hunting and selling junk. Or yeah. Or bounty hunting. Like Ray was a junk. So, so here's a really. And I don't know if it's canon anymore. But one of the books. The... The Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan story, how how Obi-Wan became a Jedi is so horrible, right? So basically, like, he's sent to the Academy. I think he's an orphan or something. And what they do is they send orphans to the Academy to see if they have any, like, use, if they're good enough. And if they're good enough, then they become a Padawan. But if you're not good enough, you basically just get sold into slavery. Oh. Or sold to some planet 
or or just sent somewhere. Dang. So so basically in the book, um I think it's called the Young Jedi or something. Um Obi-Wan is at the academy as a kid. He's not good enough and all the other Jedi that exist have taken on Padawans. The only Jedi who is not taken on a Padawan is Qui-Gon, right? And Qui-Gon has no goal of taking on a Padawan. He because of some stuff that happened in his past with another Padawan. And because of that, Obi-Wan is going to be sent literally to a like slave planet to become a slave, to like break rocks or something for the rest of his life, tight. right? And what happened was tight, tight, tight. it just so happened that Qui-Gon Jinn was on the same um, freighter that Obi-Wan was on when he was getting sent into slavery. And there was, like, these evil, like, minor people who, like, run the, the whole thing. And it caused this whole circumstance where, like, people were getting killed. And Qui-Gon was trying to stop these people. But, like, Obi-Wan, because he had force powers, was, like, the only person that could really help him. So they kind of partnered up. They get stranded on this planet. They work together. And then eventually Qui-Gon's like, you know what? I'll let you be my Padawan. Since since he's basically already his Padawan. Yeah, right? But honestly, like up until the very last moment, Qui-Gon was going to let this man go into servitude and like go work. I can't on the ship. <laughs> yeah, he was on the ship and he knew he was there. Like it was terrible. And like Obi-Wan had to work really hard. To get there so like it's not like the jedi were like good people it's just like oh if you're not a strong enough force user you're not useful to us you know like go go do something else with your life you know all the kids at that that weird casino in one of the latest movies they were slaves yeah mm-hmm. han han solo and his girl were not slaves but they were basically gangsters on their planet mm-hmm. their home planet mm-hmm. um yeah, there's not much happening there. No. Yeah, and I, I even feel like being a Jedi is not that great, you know? Like, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. That's my personal opinion. Once again, might get some mad hate, but <laughs> tell me. That, Prove it to me. And, mo- and most of the people who'd want to be in a Jedi universe wouldn't even cut it. They wouldn't be, ever be Jedi. They, yeah. Like, <laughs> they would just be seaweed farmers. On some random planet, It'd be dirt, dirt farmers. farmers on some random planet with Jabba the Huts with Huts ruling them. Oh yeah, mm. wearing a nice bikini <laughs> with a chain <laughs> around their neck with that weird looking goblin dude with them. So, <laughs> so yeah, I do like the okay. The, you convinced me the robots and stuff in the Star Wars universe, like the the I guess the the technological aspects of the Star Wars universe is. It's still really uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but yeah, if if you have to choose a side, I guess because I, I I don't even know I guess where you'd have to be to really interact with those things because you know the empire with the ty- tyrannical and so mm-hmm. you'd be around them if you were part of like if you were a stormtrooper you know you'd be around that stuff but you wouldn't really get to interact with it I guess. Anakin built C-3PO on his planet, but it was kind of just because he had the force and stuff. It, they kind of alluded that he had heightened skills and stuff. So he was different. He was built different. So he built different stuff. <laughs> he was built different. So he, I mean, <laughs> it is inferred that Anakin was like an immaculate conception. 
by the Force. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Metachlorians made him. Yeah. And the same with Rey. That's... No. That... Rey, Rey was a product of a husband and wife. Who? They said she had no parents. No. The, have you seen the latest movies? Yeah, I have. It's revealed... Spoilers. <laughs> it's revealed at the end of the third movie when, when Palpatine has come back that Palpatine's clone, one of his clones, didn't have much force powers. And, or for whatever reason, oh, it was yes, just a guy. Yes, yes. And he was just living his life and he married a woman and had a kid with her. And, then and raised his granddaughter. That's right. That's right. Well, his his daughter via clone. So basically, his daughter. Granddaughter, yeah. yeah. His daughter. His... Oh, it was daughter via. Oh. Oh. His second cousin. If you go by like age and generation, <laughs> yeah, basically your grand, that makes her grandfather. So his clone was technically his son. But if his clone is him, then it would yeah, be his daughter, like you were saying. Yeah, so, I get it. I think we're on the yeah, same yeah, page. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. yeah. You're That's right. Wild. But definitely Anakin was literally created by the yeah, Force yeah. to balance the Force, which was to become the strongest, most evilest Sith ever created. The force is not good. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Come on, yeah. So uh I'm not gonna when the people come for you, I'm not gonna <laughs> Come find me. Come find me. I've been taking movie time. Bring out your lightsaber. I will kick that junk out your head. <laughs> Slice your leg off. <laughs> then I'll low kick you straight in your <laughs> patella. Am I what? Finish, well, that doesn't make sense. Finish your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just blast your legs with. So I have another universe mm-hmm. that I wouldn't like to live in. Um, want to make, want, do we want to make this the last one? Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, I guess there's good. a there's a pre and a post time. So pre the events, it'd probably be fine, I guess. But post recent events, it'd be terrible, and that's the Jurassic. Park, Jurassic World universes. Yo, I literally almost I wondered, brought that up. I wondered if somebody I was almost said Jurassic like world, but I was like, ah, yeah, like Jurassic Park seems novel, like it's like a cool idea. They found an island, and you go there, right? And the dinosaurs are there, and I I love theme parks and stuff. I love dinosaurs, you know. So, and there was like one one group of people who kept getting caught up in all the actual stuff getting eaten so there's a good chance even as a side character i'd be fine so i'm okay with that if it's off, if it's at the park well 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 if you go and you're not a main character you're very <laughs> you're, likely to die you might survive you might survive you have a good chance the, the odds are pretty low i think i think most of the main character mostly it's the main characters who survive not the i thought the i thought the side random. characters leave yeah i mean almost because in the original jurassic park they hadn't even opened the park yet right like right. so, the park never opened in Jurassic World. They opened the park, and quite a few people got killed, but a lot of people escaped. You know, yeah. So I guess. Oh, I don't remember. I haven't. I only saw Jurassic World once. I was in France. Was uh, it in French? And I haven't seen. It. I. I don't <laughs> recall. The T Rex go. Like, I literally ha, don't remember. Ha, I barely. Secondly, re- <laughs> the T Rex opened its mouth. And it goes. <laughs> We just lost all of our French right there. <laughs> <laughs> all all uh, one and a half. 
But uh, yeah, I saw the movie a long time ago. I barely remember it, and I have not seen any of the pre- the subsequent movies. So I don't know. I don't know what happens. So can- the most recent Jurassic World is the most problematic because they have a bunch of dinosaurs in the mainland because they were like selling them on the black market and stuff, and they let a little girl decide what's going to happen to them at the end of the movie, whether or not they're going to stay in captivity, eventually die, or she hits a red button and they just get released into the city. And of course, she releases of them course. into the city. Wow. Child logic. Child <laughs> logic. Because she says, well, if that I was... don't do it, they're going to die. And doesn't think of the repercussions at all. No. So in the movie... Do they, did like the adults and the other people, other characters, like hold her to that? Like, you just killed millions of people or whatever, thousands of people. Nope. Chris Pratt is cool with no it. One, no one, everyone's cool with it. They're like, well, this was just natural. It was going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're completely fine with it. Because they let her stand wow. there and like contemplate what to do. And they just look at her. And then when she hits the button, they don't say anything. Nothing happens. I think it, I think the movie just cuts or it just shows them running into the city. Into the woods. Know, to eat. Into the woods. Into the woods, yeah. So, like, you, Which you, your assumption is that they that they didn't, like, go into the city and cause problems. Like, they're out there now propagating. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're in the world. Yeah. And this is this is a spoiler, but it was in the trailer um, in the next movie. So, it's showing them they are, they have made it to mainland. They're around people and stuff. But also, they've somehow had babies. There. Well, of course. Yeah, that's what I said. But well, the thing about the Jurassic Park is that they were all females. So, but that that hasn't been a successful block since the first movie. So, of <laughs> course, they're going to have babies. That's the uh, the Jeff Goldblum line. Life, uh, life, life finds, finds a, way. a way. Yeah. So, so yeah, life is finding a way, and uh, it's going to be. Yeah, my expectation is going to be significantly worse. There's going to be more casualties in this movie than any of the other ones, at least on screen. So, cool. I don't know. I, all I'll say is this, that I feel that in reality, like how animals work is that once animals realize they're getting murdered by something, they tend to stay away from that thing. So I just have a feeling just like grizzly bears and like every other animal, they'll just stay in their domain unless we like encroach on it or they accidentally cross us. You know what I'm saying? Like people run into grizzly bears and black bears because of like some of the lack of like now they're trying to conserve the population meaning like you can't hunt them so there's more of them but i think if things were like balanced we just kill enough of them to keep them at bay and then the rest of them be like i ain't going over there to get killed you know what i'm saying well yes and no i think a lot of the dinosaurs might act that way but first of all there isn't any territory that we're encroaching on. They're basically in our territory. So they're going to they're gonna be making their own territory. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of that will be just out in the woods and mountains. And no one's going to, you know, no one's any the wiser. But a lot of that is going to be like small towns, places near the wilderness. So like, yeah, that's going to suck. And on the other hand, like a T-Rex or some big animal isn't necessarily going to care Right. Like, I think I I doubt they'll come into the city for fun often, but I don't think they're going to avoid it either. I don't know. I, f- I feel like,
in the movies. And they were also, dinosaurs were just overall more resilient than I guess other animals would be. Because they'd just be lighting them up, but the dinosaurs would just eat. Like, they were bullet sponges. And so. Which makes no sense. Like, why would, I mean, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe in the, I remember a scene in Jurassic World in the first one when they were like talking about how they, uh, they were like, well, we engineered this one so that it can like hide its heat signature and do this and that yeah. and whatever. Uh, did they also make it bulletproof? <laughs> when they did well, that? well, hey, well, okay. Rhinos, right? You can't shoot a rhino with a normal gun. You know, an elephant. A bear, sure. even. Yeah, thick hides. Yeah. You know, like, you have to, you can shoot a bear. It'll still kill you, you know? Um, so... Yeah, it'll still kill you, but it'll die later. But these these guys are just shrugging off bullets because it's a movie. But I feel like if if an elephant can, you can't just shoot an elephant with a pistol. You have to shoot it like with a you know a special some gun. sort of high caliber. You know, so imagine yeah. just elephant level. Yeah, but that's on the that's based on like the size. Like it takes more to get through the added meat and fat yeah. on an elephant. And the, but a velociraptor is basically human size. But it has scales and the skin is different. You know what I'm saying? Like. I mean, I assume, I I assume if you just shoot a snake, <laughs> like it's probably gonna die. But you know, assuming you live in in a world where all the other animals basically try to kill you with their teeth, you'll you know you'll grow stronger skin. So maybe I don't know. I'm just I don't know. trying to extrapolate, but I feel you though. Let's just say let's say they're bulletproof and assume that that does make it a world I would not want to live in. Yeah, yeah. If they're as resilient as the movies have shown, then yeah, normal weapons and even small groups of people with decent weapons are still no match for the bigger ones. But but are isn't it true that the reason like ninety percent of the time things didn't go well is because we were kind of unprepared, right? Like, oh, we go to that island mm. in the lost world with like a, a, a outfit of like eight people, and there's like they're everywhere. Or a T-Rex enters us, yeah. our space, and now we just have normal policemen. But, like, if we were aware that there's a population of dinosaurs, wouldn't we be somewhat, like, like rangers would Better be equipped prepared. with, like, high-caliber weapons that could kill them? Yeah, you would think so. And so, if the movie goes on and shows them still being bullet sponges, even though we should be, you know, more prepared, then I'll be a little sad. <laughs> I mean, the first mistake is creating another dinosaur that hides from heat signatures. <laughs> like, I... oh my gosh, yeah, whose idea was that? They just were like splicing DNA. It was. It's yeah. unclear if it was on purpose, like because they were making they they were saying it was for theatrics. Like people were getting bored of normal dinosaurs somehow, right? And so they had to make something that was bigger and better. And but there, was but I think yeah, that's definitely crossing a line if you can't even find the thing. But you were saying what you said, Kyle, is also there was this insinuation that they made that also because they wanted the park to fail. I can't, I just, I don't know why, where that thought's coming from, but it seemed deliberate to some yeah. extent. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, of course this is going to break out the compound and cause problems. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember yeah. that part. I mean, maybe I'm just assuming or, or just reading between lines that never were there, but. I mean, I think, so Chris Pratt's character, whose name was probably still Chris, <laughs> likely said something <laughs> along those lines that, you know, they're doing too much. 
And the ethics were brought into question said, a lot. I, I think he said they doing too much. <laughs> Literally with his lines. <laughs> mm, y'all doing He's, too much. Y'all doing too much. Chris, get Chris looks at the script. <laughs> <laughs> Chris looks at the script. He's like, are you sure you want me to say that? <laughs> like, that's the lines. Read them. <laughs> Read them and weep. With that paycheck. Well, all I know is that it seems like there's probably more movies that we don't want to be in than movies oh, that we want to be in. Yeah. I think Without I was, question. <laughs> I think I was against Kyle earlier when he said Men in Black, and then I remembered, you know, <laughs> um, I think Jurassic Park. I, I, I wanted to say Jurassic World or Park or whatever would be a cool universe to be in, but at the same time, I like, I'm not really out there looking for bears. No. Like, you know? I'm just right, trying to save my exactly. house. So if like dinosaurs are more aggressive, <laughs> like I think I'm good, you know. Um, Same. So yeah, I, we would love to hear from our audience. What movie universe would you like to live in, and what movie universe would you never want to be a part of, ever? You know, yeah, so ever. not or and <laughs> you have to answer both and, questions. You know, so leave them in the comments. You know, tweet us on the twitters. Um, you know, of course, our Discord, <laughs> our fam, you know, we'll definitely talk about it. So, uh, yeah. You know, any any last remarks before we end for the day? I, I hear silence. I, I hear. Yeah, a, I think we're. So I guess an honorable mention would be um, it, it, the positive aspects of which was a book first, but Ready Player One. I still want us to get to where video games and virtual reality especially is at the point where it was in that movie. Uh, my final thought will be to counteract this. That is a dystopian movie. <laughs> it's not a world I want to live in. I think my final thought is I want to be in a world where if aliens do exist, they do contact us like in Arrival. You know? Like, oh, I would yeah. love to... like. It, or contact even better. Or contact, yeah. I would love to be in a world where if they did exist, that we actually could talk with them or commune with them or learn about them. That'd be super cool. That, we so, come in peace. So Arrival would be a cool universe. <laughs> so yes, they come in peace or they come to take our pieces. So um <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Um always a joy to make these podcasts. Even when you only have like five hours of sleep, Steve, we are here making it happen. So we're really thankful for the opportunity to share what we're doing. So once again, thank you, Kyle, for being here today. Um, Always a pleasure, sir. And reminding me of Men in Black. And uh, thank you, Steve, for being here today as well. Yes. And uh, making me envision. You're welcome. Envision French <laughs> T-Rex. I, I, I must do this now. <laughs> Bring oh, oh. <laughs> holding a baguette. <laughs> that's all he's coming. That's all he's here for. Um, Little velociraptors with uh, with the hats, hats on their heads. <laughs> I promise you on the <laughs> internet that exists. There's <laughs> and they have Pepe Le Pew oh. mannerisms, so they oh. just hug everything. Oh no, oh, no. I don't like that. We don't need <laughs> that me too stuff in here. Bro. We good. <laughs> but um, anyway, as as I was saying, thank you to our audience. As always, you can find us on Spotify. Uh, goodness, I'm Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
everywhere soundcloud just look for us find us super agile bros we out here in the streets so once again thank you for listening and until next time peace